Hello and welcome to Life Changes You. I'm Daniel and today we will be continuing on with the 10 keys of happiness. We've already covered eight, so there's only two more to go. I'd like to introduce you or reintroduce you again to Katie Dibb, Principal Psychologist of Elysium Psychology. Hello, Katie. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Dan. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How's your week been? Uh, it's been pretty busy, um, which has been good. Um, yeah. Kind Have you been working on uh, key eight, your emotions? <laughs> no, I've been working on moving my body this week. Okay, so you've gone back to number three, key three. That's right. Yep, yep. Wow. So you've got a little way to catch up then. As we said before, Dan, that, you know, you don't have to do these things every day. It's just about trying to integrate them and they don't need to be done in order. Um, so I've just been focusing on exercise this week. Which is it today? Number nine. We are. We're at the, the A of great dream. So today we're talking about acceptance. So do you want to start off on what, give us a roundup of what acceptance is. Yeah. So as we've, as we've spoken before, Dan, that the, that the great dream, the, the, the great, the keys that make up the great are uh, actions outside of ourselves. And the ones that make up the dream are the actions within ourselves. So the acceptance is focusing on that idea of self-acceptance. So we're going to be looking inside of ourselves and looking at the way we make sense of ourselves and by comparison, ourselves to the world. So um, we'll be looking at, you know, the difference between self-acceptance and self-esteem because I think yeah. sometimes those two can be mixed. Uh, people yeah. can think they're the same thing, but they're actually quite different. So I'd like to spend a bit of time today, um, I guess, just, just fleshing that out. Um, I'd like to, I guess, start with the idea of acceptance is about developing a sense of comfort or contentment with who you are. So not, um, not striving, not necessarily, you know, trying to make, to, to be different or to change who I am, but actually to, to being comfortable with who you are right now. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we've talked about this before about people having a natural negative bias. And I yeah. think when it comes to, uh, perceptions of self, um, this is also really relevant in that, we so often compare what's going on inside of ourselves yep. to what we view in others. So the, the negative bias means that we negatively evaluate ourselves and positively evaluate others. So we're often dwelling on our flaws or focusing on the things that we'd like to change or the things that we don't like about ourselves which lends itself a little bit to that negative bias that we naturally have. So we have to work a bit harder against that when we're looking at self-acceptance. So we often, um, you know, looking and focusing on what we're not rather than what we've got, um, which obviously does influence how we feel and is, is much, you know, contributes to feeling dissatisfied. So if we can learn to love ourselves or accept ourselves for who we are and to develop a sense of not just acceptance but compassion for ourselves, it obviously increases our sense of enjoyment of life, increases our resilience, helps us to bounce back from adversity so that we don't 
ruminate or, or stay focused on the, the negatives, which obviously overall uh, improves our well-being. But what's really interesting is the way we deliver ourselves and our sense of self-acceptance is often the way other people interpret us. So if I, if I present to you somebody who is very self-critical and negative, you are likely to interpret or accept me as critical and negative. Yeah. Whereas if I present myself as positive and compassionate, you are likely to accept me as positive and compassionate. So the way we, we view ourselves helps others to accept us for who we are, which is why it's so important in our relationships, but mostly for, work, for ourselves, that we uh, present ourselves in a positive way. So Martin Seligman is the father of positive psychology. What did he contribute to acceptance? Let me tell you. So he's warned of the dangers caused by overly inflating the positive side of ourselves. For example, it can lead to increasing our sensitivity to negative feedback, making self-improvement difficult and can cause anger and aggression when our ego is threatened. What do you think about that? So the quote you were referring to with regards to Martin Seligman is focusing on self-esteem, which yeah. is a little bit different to self-acceptance. So self-acceptance, we're focusing on accepting all of ourselves. Self-esteem yeah. tends to focus on the things we do positively, you know, the things that we're good at or the things that make us valuable, which obviously is quite a, a a strong association with happiness and optimism and, you know, can result in less negativity and depression. But one of the things that um, we, we need to be mindful of when it comes to self-esteem is it can often set ourselves up to be striving to always being that way. So yeah. always achieving, always being good at something. And that if we're not good at it, it results in us actually feeling quite deflated because it lends itself to us evaluating ourselves as negative. Yeah. Self-acceptance is the, you know, the neutral stance that I accept myself for my positive or my negative um, experiences. So, you know, while self-esteem can lead to us feeling happier, it doesn't always contribute to overall happiness because it can sometimes lend itself to us feeling like we've failed if we don't succeed in those areas of our lives. Yeah. So if you're low on self-acceptance, would that lead to a lot of um, negative self-talk? Definitely, definitely. And we've talked before about that kind of inner critic, that critical yeah. in ourselves that's often quite um, negative and, uh, you know, is, is, I guess, just really mean, you know, those things that we say to ourselves that are quite unfair um, yeah. and lend itself to feeling either quite anxious or quite depressed. So definitely, you know, a lack of self-acceptance can, can be a contributing factor in low mood or anxiety. Um, yeah. So what we're aiming for is when we have something that isn't positive about ourselves, and all of us have this, this is not unique to any individual specifically, we all have things that we don't like or things we don't do well or things like that. It's really important that we meet those flaws with compassion, yeah. with you know, the, the compassion and acceptance go so hand in hand because we actually can't accept ourselves unless we meet our negative interpretation of ourselves with a sense of compassion. So, you know, we, we may 
say things like, it's okay that that didn't work out this time or, you know, um, maybe I need to try a little bit harder or, you know, anything that sort of, I guess, moderates that negative interpretation of ourselves. So being more compassionate towards ourselves is obviously a big part of self-acceptance. So self-acceptance won't happen on its own without the process of self-compassion. So we need to make sure that, um, you know, we understand that self-compassion is that ability to be kind and understanding where we've, when we've experienced suffering or inadequacy. It's a sense of common humanity. Yes. Recognising that pain and failure are unavoidable aspects of life for all human beings. Absolutely. And then that balanced awareness of our emotions and the ability to face rather than avoid painful thoughts and feelings. Yeah, without self-pity. Without buying into the emotion associated when we've failed or when we're experiencing yeah. painful emotions. You know, it's, it's trying to strike a balance where I'm aware that I'm feeling sorry for myself and I'm going to face that emotion, yeah, but yeah. I'm not going to exaggerate the self-pity. So I'm going to meet that. Self-compassion is the ability to meet that balance really healthily Um, because I think it's very easy because of the bias that we have to draw ourselves into the negative and because we're we're often a very effective at the critical voice, you know. So so it's really easy to get drawn into the criticism and then the negative emotion and almost surrender ourselves into the self-pity or the drama or whatever it is that's associated with the um, negative emotion. So it is really important um, that people recognise that self-compassion, again, is a skill. It's not a natural personality trait. So we need to develop the ability to be compassionate towards ourselves, just as we learn to be compassionate towards others. We often don't coach particularly children, we don't coach them towards being kind to themselves. We coach them very strong being kind to others. Um, And this is something that I often work with in session where I'm saying to people, would you say those words to somebody else when they're being self-critical? You know, and they categorically always say, I'd never say that to my child or my loved one or even a stranger, you know, and they they sort of miss this this moment where they recognise that actually they're not meeting their own needs with compassion, you know, they're much more compassionate to strangers or people outside of themselves than they are to themselves. And, you know, the, the ability to do self-compassion is, is such, a, uh, such an asset uh, and it obviously moderates those negative experiences that people have. So I think that pretty much sums up acceptance, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I think the thing to, I guess, just another benefit of self-compassion is that it does, it, it often promotes us to not, evaluate ourselves so much compared to others because it's moderating that internal dialogue that's comparing ourselves to others, which is where self-esteem can be quite problematic is that we're often evaluating our worth um, or our worth based on somebody else. And as we've already discussed that we have such a bias to evaluate ourselves negatively compared to evaluating others positively. Okay, Katie, well, thanks for that. That was really great. So uh, that's acceptance, key nine. Absolutely. Only one to go. So in the next podcast, we'll look at key number 10, which is meaning. Great. Look forward to it, Dan. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. 
So if you would like to contact me, you can contact me at lifechangesyou.com.au, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, enjoy all that life has to offer. Look after each other. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.